Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Back to the phone calls in just a few minutes on Jalen and on Dallas Goddard's comments. A lot to do here. Let's go out to the guest line right now, Hugh. And talk to our guy, Seth Joyner. Yeah, and Seth is sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Seth, how you doing, buddy? All good, man. I, I'm I'm tempted to ask you what Dallas said, but we ain't got enough time. So well, well, you know, no, we do because we, we well we we know what you would just let let him let tell him because he gonna I'm pretty sure he's gonna have a lot to say. All right, well, Kyle, can we actually can we play it for him? So we had uh, we had Dallas on. He's a weekly guest with us. That's about an hour ago, and after the game on Sunday, he had talked about how hey, you know, uh, maybe when they made the playoffs, they kind of were looking forward to the playoffs. So I asked him, do you want to clarify what did you mean by that? down the stretch of the season. Here's what he told us about an hour ago, Seth. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. You know, um, we always say we never look ahead in the schedule and we want to take it day by day, and that's exactly what we want to do. Um, But, you know, we had that hard stretch in the middle of the season, and, uh, you know, whether it was outside noise or, you know, you look at the schedule before the season and notice um, what looks like easy games at the end of the season, games that, you know, we expected to win – without doing anything um so we lost a couple of games in the hard stretch and you know like it's okay we'll win the games at the end of the year um you know the three games at the end of the year that seem really winnable Seth what do you make of that (laughs) all I got to say is wow are you kidding me so you mean tell me you know you got players that are looking at the schedule knowing where the hard games are and being like, okay, you know, we lost to the good teams, but we got a couple of we got a couple of cream puffs at the end and we'll just take care of business on the back end. That's a great mindset to approach this thing from. You only get seventeen of these, Hugh. Uh, Seth, Seth, when he when he when he said it, I like I said, I, I, re, I respect where he she's coming from because it's, he's in the locker room. That wasn't the mentality that we had when we played. Because we we I was the bad team, Seth, and I knew for a fact nobody wanted to lose to the Jets when I played for the Jets. That was like the worst day. That was a cardinal sin. Losing to the Jets at at 3-13, and 13, you didn't want to be one of those teams that did that. I don't mean, I, you know, it's, it's almost like there's a lack of awareness and a disrespect for the game. 
you know, you know that, you know, there's, there's 32 teams, 1,696 players in the entire NFL, okay? You got some good teams because they're run great organizationally and they got some great coaches that get it and understand and the GM understands how to evaluate talent. And then you got some teams that's, you know, that's on the opposite end of that spectrum. But with only 1,696 players in all the NFL, every team has good football players. So you got to approach every single game with respect from the standpoint that, you know, we got, we got to go out here and take this win. Ain't nobody giving us anything. And the way that they slid, a bad team like Arizona and a bad team like the Giants looked at this football team and said, man, they, they, they was like the chicken hawk on um, Foghorn Leghorn. They was like, we can get some chicken here, you know. And they went out there and got them some chicken. Now, if you think the Tampa Bay ain't sitting back thinking that they can get this some chicken, even though they lost in week three to this team. Man, listen, the Eagles better get their minds right, man. This, that, that, that's, that's unconscionable, man. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've never heard anything like that either. But, again, you know, we, we played so long ago. It's, you know, things have changed since then. Yeah, they shouldn't have changed that much, though. <laughs> I mean, obviously they have, <laughs> you know. They changed since then. Seth, let's go back to Sunday, but it's been a thing all year, and it will be this coming Monday night, knowing Todd Bowles and how he plays defense. When you watch the Eagles' offense and when they're facing blitzes, what are you seeing there? Do you think it's a matter of Jalen doesn't have built-in good options to combat the blitz, or is he not seeing things clearly enough, quickly enough, so they could get to those options? Joe, when I see the way that he approaches it, in my mind, it's, it's, it's a philosophical approach. Because at this time, at this time of the season, you know, the teams who do it have done it to them in spades. The coordinators that, you know, it started off with Bill Belichick. And even though Bill didn't blitz, he had a way of getting pressure, you know, and forcing Jalen's hand. And then you had, you know, um, Flores, you know, I'm trying to think of the other DCs he had back-to-back because I think he had three. Then he had Todd Bowles, and they got away with it a little bit, you know, because Todd, you know, that team was still trying to find itself with a new quarterback, you know, in tow. But the teams who realize that they can bring pressure, they bring it because it's a philosophical thing with them where this is the way that they think. When they see all out or they see a pressure, they think that that's the shot for the explosive play. So they're not looking to move the chains or hit the check down or they don't have hot routes and side adjustments even built into their offense. And to me, that's coaching negligence to not even have that in your package. And I'm, and I'm making that assertion because we've been watching this all year long against the Blitz and there's been no adjustment. Like when you got tight ends running right in your field of vision and you choose to throw the ball on a 50-50 ball – 30 yards, 40 yards downfield, that's telling me that's a philosophical thing because Nick should have fixed that in Jalen if that was the case a long time ago. So I don't even put it on Jalen anymore. I put it on Nick because when teams go zero, they're basically telling him, okay, you got the free runner. You got to make the free runner miss, and you got to make a play down the field. You can't put this kid in that situation. A.J. Brown can't be stopped on a slant route. You got him one-on-one in blitz coverage, and you don't throw a slant. You got Dallas Goddard running a 20-yard seam route, 
when the safeties got him in coverage 15 yards down the field because the guy on his head in the slot comes off the edge and there's no sight adjustment. It's, it's a philosophical thing. It's not that Jalen is not seeing it. This is what he's being coached to do. I say it all the time. Whatever you see on the field, it's either being coached or it's being tolerated. And they've struggled with this so long that it's got to be something that's being coached. You know what, you know what, Seth? In, in early in the season, I thought that the relationship between Brian Johnson, Coach Johnson, I, I give, give him the respect that he deserves, Coach Johnson and Jalen Hurts would have been a huge benefit. Do you look and see, speaking as, about exactly what you're talking about, being coached into him and, and tolerated, do you say this, see this now as being a detriment to Jalen's growth as a quarterback? Well, you know, I think I alluded to this in postgame the other night. You know, it might be, man. It might be, you know, there, there's, there's nothing wrong with familiarity, you know, for Jalen. And I think that that was good as his quarterback's coach. I'm not so sure that it's good as his offensive coordinator, because let me, let me throw this out at you. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, last year when Jalen would come off the field, him and Brian were always sitting next to each other with the Microsoft, with, you know, with the pad looking at plays and talking about, you know, what they wanted to do. Now as the offensive coordinator, will you tell me how many times have you seen anybody sitting with Jalen on the sideline after he comes off? Not Brian, not the not the, the, the quarterback coach. I'm, and I apologize, I don't even know who the quarterback coach is or if he got one. Um, but there's nobody having those conversations with him anymore. Every single quarterback that you see, as bad as Russell Wilson played early in the season, every time you looked up when he was off the field, he was sitting there with somebody, the coordinator or the quarterback coach, after he came off the field and they were looking at the at the tablet and having a conversation. Somebody tell me, when was the last time you seen Jalen sitting on the sideline with somebody else? He's always sitting there by himself with this bedazzled look on his face and nobody's saying anything to him, nobody's helping him, nobody's making any adjustments. And it's not working. And, Seth, you're right. We don't see it. We do not see it on the sidelines. Seth, Jordan Davis, uh, last week Brian Baldinger said he had heard that he'd been fined for his weight. Howard Eskin last night on WIP said he, he, he checked in, and it, it's, it's clear. He is. He's being fined for his weight. When you watch Jordan Davis, Seth, to you, does he look like he is not in the shape they need him to be to be the player they draft him to be? Well, listen, when you look at him, he looks a lot better this year than he did last year. To me, when he first came in, I was like, wow, you know, he really looks like he leaned up and looks looks like he's starting to get his pro body. But as the season has gone gone on, you know, listen, I, I said this, man. You know, some you know, some some dogs you are just, you know, they they they're trained animals. You know? Yeah. And you gotta understand when you when you draft in players, you gotta be able to evaluate those who have that dog in them and those who have the poodle in them, you know? And I said, when they drafted him, when I watched him in his interview and when I saw him have conversations about, you know, his relationship with his mom, he's a mama's boy, man. His mama got him into playing football. He wasn't playing football cause he wanted to, man. I worried the hell out of my mom to play, you know, his mama made him play. Okay. And then he grew into this mountain of a man. And, of course, you know, all the schools came calling, you know. So now, you know, on the college level, you could be dominant like that. 
because the best offensive, the worst offensive line you face is going to be the worst offensive line you face, you know, in the National Football League. Mm. And now because they don't do anything with him, you know, I did a breakdown of some line stunts that the Eagles should be running to free their defensive tackles up and get them off of some of these, these double teams on my podcast last night. And I said, man, you know, both Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, and Fletcher Cox, those guys have got to be tired of just being laid on all the time. And then it's getting late in the year, okay? So now when you don't give them any remedy for, for beating a double team, you know, you start to get weary. You start to get lazy, and everybody wants to talk about how tired you are and, and all that kind of nonsense. You know, I thought that this was going to be a problem. I said that if they don't keep an eye on him in the land of cheesesteaks and tasty cakes, this could be a disaster. It is that land, and, and we're, we're going, obviously going the wrong way there. Seth, let's end with this. Eagles-Bucks Monday night. This is not the way to go into a playoff game, but yet the Eagles are favored in the game. Seth, do you expect them to win on Monday? I don't expect them to win. Now, I'm hoping beyond hope that they can figure something out, find enough to actually, you know, turn things around. But, you know, when I hear Nick Sirianni in a press conference, when he's asked, you know, Coach, um, you know, what do you think you got to do to fix this thing? And Nick turned to the guy. I was like flabbergasted that he actually answered it this way. He said, you know, hey, don't you think that if I could figure it out, I would have figured it out by now? So that kind of tells me that, you know, he can't figure it out. They can't figure it out on the offensive side of the ball, and they can't figure it out on the defensive side of the ball, you know. So what if if the coach can't figure it out? Why am I to believe that you know magically after the 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 last two duds that they played that they put on tape the last two weeks? Why am I to believe they're gonna get it right all of a sudden? And I get it. The players are saying what they have to say. They're saying what they need to say. And Nick is saying what he has to and what he needs to say. Okay. But I always say the evidence of who you are is your past performance. And their, and, and their performance on Monday is not going to change that drastically if their mindset and the way they played the last two weeks is the evidence of how they played. There is no magical switch. You're just not going to turn it on. You know, like I said, I hope beyond hope that they can figure it out. But I ain't got a lot of optimism that they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Seth, always appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk next week, maybe about the end of a season, maybe about one more playoff game. Seth, thank you so much. You got it. Take care, guys. Have a good one. There we go. Seth Joyner, who, uh, you know, we used the word a few days ago, flabbergasted. That was your word? I feel like Seth was flabbergasted hearing that line from Dallas Goddard. Yeah. It's something that you, you don't never normally hear, but, again, appreciate his honesty. Appreciate his honesty, and that, that kind of tells you a little bit about the mentality of this team and how they felt. I mean, the Eagles are a good football team, and on paper they were better than most of the teams that they unfortunately lost to and but, down this But track. if you think like that going into a game. Yes, it'll get you. Get, and get so, so Dallas said what he said to us today, right? But that stuff's been leaking out of there for weeks. Again, Sidney Brown came on with Rob Ellis and Jack after the game against the Cardinals, so we just lost the worst team in the NFL. Like that, he thinks that. Where is that coming from? Where is that mentality that we're playing the worst team in the NFL? First of all, the Cardinals aren't even the worst team. That's probably the Panthers. 
But like the idea that they're thinking this while they're playing a game, they're going to get and, smacked. And to be fair, and they, they have. Yeah, to be fair, you you always think you never verbalize it. That, <laughs> you never verbalize it. You never. Because you if you're verbalizing, you uh, really uh, think it. Oh no, no, you can't. I'm like, oh baby, what is you doing? You and can't then do that. what was it? Fletcher after Sunday said we lost to a bad team. Yeah, I mean they were like that. But, but what are what feel. are you if you lost yeah, to a bad team? That's that's that's, a, that's what they call what's that self awareness? Look in the mirror. Yeah, self awareness. Garbage. Mirrors still exist. Maybe we should send a few some down people to the don't. But you know what's funny? Some people some people don't realize, and I see it every day, especially on social media with some of these pictures that these folks be posting. Some people don't realize what they really look like or, or what 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 they're really working with on a daily basis. Mirrors still exist. Here. Yeah, but people don't use them. But, but they don't. Some of these people. Some of some people's mirrors are distorted. Yeah, they, they have the funhouse mirrors. Yeah, they got the funhouse thing. <laughs> yeah, you look a little different. All right, back to the votes here. 215-592-9494. And in a few minutes, we're going to get to something else Dallas Goddard said during our spot with him about an hour ago. Really, a ca- candid, and we appreciate his honesty. We He took us through kind of the situation against the Blitz, how it works, where their answers are, and why sometimes they're not getting to the correct answer to the Blitz. Bam's up next on WIP. What's up, Bam? Yo, what's up, Joe? Yo, what's up, Hugh? Hey, what's Bam. Up, man? What are you thinking, buddy? Hey, yo, I'm thinking we, it's, it's, it's the coach's fault. But hey, Hugh, I got Lala in the building with me. What happened? Who do you have? I got my personal assistant. Remember Lala? Oh, oh yeah. We okay. Lala, hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Hi, hi guys. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Lala. <laughs> I'm still in it with the um with the pool, and guess what? I'm tied with this guy, but I really feel that he's you know trying to. Cheat me a little bit because he changed his pool pick, I think, late in the game. But um, it's on this weekend, so I'm ready. All right. Lala's All right. ready. Yeah, she's ready for the pool. Hey, hey, Hugh. Yes. I, I, I think it's more so the coach's fault, man. I really think so. Like I was going, like Seth said, it's more so like when, when Jalen come off the field, there's nobody over there. There's nobody over there talking to him. I think I think that a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with, man, it, it's 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 tough to put it all on one person. I think it's a cornucopia of everybody, to be totally honest. I think everybody has their hands in in the way that this season is going right now. Well, and that's how you go from where you are to where you are. So, Bam, give us a yeah. guess here for Hughes Clues. What movie are we talking about? Friday, my man Ice Cube. Friday. <laughs> no, not Friday. That's a good guess, though. <laughs> I do like Friday. Bam, we appreciate the call. And Lala, too. Lala, yeah, right. Bam and Lala. Congratulations. All I mean, right, so we're, we've yeah. had the discussion today about placing blame. Does Jalen Hurst deserve more? I, I think he does. I, I think he's almost gotten a pass here, even though he's the quarterback of a team that has fallen apart down the end of the season. So we asked Dallas Goddard about the Blitz, right? The Blitz has been a significant issue for the Eagles, really since week one. I mean, Bill Belichick set the whole blueprint for this ridiculous season because all he did is blitz jail in week one. The Eagles didn't handle it particularly well. Other teams have copied it. Brian Flores, Todd Bowles, Wink Martindale two times. We're going to see it again with Todd Bowles this weekend. Here's Dallas Goddard on kind of how it goes, what, what their process is to get to the right answer versus the blitz. Listen to how he described this whole thing. Yeah, there's um, we, spend, we spend time on it each and every week, and, um, you know, there's – Early in the game, we weren't able to get to the checks that um, probably would have worked better, but um, it's something just being able to see them um, as a quarterback and then have good answers as the coach. Um, you know, I thought we had some good answers. We didn't get to them at the right times uh, last week. Did you pick up on that? Could you play it again? Because I was listening. 
Let's hear it again. Because you know, yeah, you know there's it takes um, time for me. we spend we spend time on it each and every week, and um, you know, there's early in the game we weren't able to get to the checks that um, probably would have worked better, but um, it's something just being able to see them um, as a quarterback and then have good answers as the coach. Um, you know, and I thought we had some good answers. We didn't get to them at the right times uh, last week. So, so he said, said you have good answers as a coach, but th- yeah, think so more about what he didn't say. Yeah, so he's like the coaches got the answers, the quarterback just not pulling them. the trigger. He didn't see them. I mean, that's telling. So he said, that's telling. But I think we have good answers, and he said we didn't get to them quickly enough as the as the quarterback. But I and I understand what what, what you're saying, and if it's Jalen's fault, then I need to coach better. And the reason why I'm going there is because if my quarterback has a deficiency, then it's my job to try to put they like because the bottom line is this: they gave Jalen Hurts 250 million dollars. They got to make him work. They, it, it has to work. Just like and that's why I, I hear what Howard's saying, and and the reports are starting to come out. Jalen's not doing this, that, or third. I had a coach who knew the way that I learned and had to adjust his 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 teaching style. To help me become a better player. That's what you do. Because at the end of the day, who's getting blamed? Which rightfully so it should be. It's the deep, it's the offensive coordinator. Because if my quarterback is not seeing stuff or not reading stuff, then damn it, I gotta coach, I gotta teach different. Teachers do that every day. Teachers do that every day in a classroom when they have kids that have different uh styles of learning things. My wife's they teacher. Ad- yeah. They adapt they, they adapt their teaching to help this child thrive. So and I think it's an interesting analogy, and you're right. And, and Sirianni's kind of built himself as a teacher, right? That's what he—that's he, he, yes. his background. He's a teacher. His family comes from you know high school coach, teacher, all that. So, Hugh, I agree with you. Maybe teach it different. But in the NFL, at some point, it becomes a zero-sum game. And that's why I, I said, if, if okay, so, so, so if if that's ahead. the case, Joe, if 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 Jalen is not picking up what they're putting down, then I can't protect Jalen anymore. Then I have to like if if that's th- this can't be none of this leak a story here or give a reporter this information there. Just say that hell he's a two hundred fifty dollar two hundred fifty million dollar man. Jalen is if Jalen's not picking it up, then damn it, say that. I'll give you. I'll go one further, and I'm not saying this is now, but it's coming. When this happens, someone leaves the coach or the quarterback, and I don't think any of us believe the quarterback's leaving. Quarterback ain't going. They on, just paid him. You know, in, in Los Angeles, they chose the coach, right? It was McVeigh and Goff. And for whatever reason, Goff couldn't do it to the level McVeigh wanted. He got him out. And they kept him. And it worked. And everyone's kind of have benefited from that, that, the way they handled that whole thing. But I'm just telling you, this is why I go, I, I, I do think Jalen deserves more blame. But I go to the solution to this. If Sirianni's not the one that can either adjust his coaching or get Hurts to listen, guess who's going to be out of here sooner than later? The coach. Yeah, because the quarterback going to be here. At least for now. Especially when, you know, we all like, well, we always like to make that parallel to Carson Wentz. This team ain't trying to deal with another Carson Wentz. That's why I think. (laughs) This ain't, that ain't about to happen. Wentz. That dog ain't going to hunt, Joe. Lurie, if I'm Lurie, all I'm thinking is I can't do it again. We can't go. You got to get a better teacher. We got to fix this. All right, 215 592 9494. We'll continue after the break. Your reaction to all of this. Jalen Hurst, does he deserve more blame? And a lot of really interesting stuff from Dallas Goddard today. One on the way he described it. They had some good answers. They just didn't get to those answers against the Blitz on Sunday. And, of course, your thoughts on what Dallas said about this team potentially overlooking and thinking they can win without having to do much 
against the teams down the stretch on the schedule. 215-592-949 for plus a third clue. And I got a non-sports take to throw in the mix. It's been it's been nagging at me for a while here. Plus, did Nick Sirianni slip up about who's really calling the plays around here? That next, your phone calls, midday show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. You know what? People are saying that I look good. I mean, I always look good, but they said I look a lot better now. And that's because of dry hydroxycut hardcore. Hardcore results thanks to that potent formula that works, delivering maximum energy so I can crush my 2024 goals. Hydroxycut hardcore is available as a pill, drink mixes, or gummies that feature a scientifically researched key weight loss complex designed to, de- to deliver the results that I'm trying to get in the gym. With a good diet and a routine workout, this is the boost that helps me get through my workouts. Find Hydroxycut Hardcore at your local Walmart, walmart.com, or visit hydroxycut.com for a chance to win a trip to the big game in Vegas. Hydrox! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh-oh, I know what that means. Yeah, it's time for an investigation here. Uh, the Midday Show investigates uh, law and order style. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> Hugh, a lot of discussion last few weeks, all season really, about play calling, right? Play calling, Brian Johnson, which, by the way, we have some news on Brian Johnson to share in a couple minutes. But the idea is like, all right, we know Brian Johnson's the play caller, right? Nick Sirianni says it's his offense. He doesn't call the place. Is that actually accurate? Yesterday on the morning show, Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, they had Nick Sirianni on. Listen to what he said about play calling. When Jalen's you know, getting ready to roll play-by-play, how often do you call the plays as opposed to Brian Johnson? Yeah, Brian, Brian's doing a, a big, big chunk of it because I'm obviously managing the game. Um, you know, when you're when you're – you know, when you're starting to think about going for it on fourth down, there's got to be a lot of communication that goes on. And so, you know, that, and that communication doesn't start on third down, right? That communication starts at the beginning of the, the new first and 10, right? Hey, if we get to this on, set, on third down or whatever, we'll, let's think about that. And then that communication also goes from me to Brian, you know, talking to him about what I'm thinking there. So when you say the bulk of it, that doesn't mean all, all of, of it. it. 
What do you make of that, Hugh? I think now this is where my mind gets racing a little bit. And you got to work with me, Joe. So give me a moment. I got you. It's a lot of for for you not to have complete say in all of that. That's a lot of conversation to be had in split set split second moments where you know you have to call a play. Like there's only so much time during the course of the game. I know you had that 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 menu that you have. No, it moves fast. You got to get it in. And, so oh, yeah. So my question would be, and I think this is a valid question: How much conversation is being had, and how much input are you having? Because you said you you said yourself that a lot of this happens during the course. This starts at third on third down, maybe even before that, maybe on second down. So how much input are you having within that short period of time? Because if it starts on second down, that third down play needs to be called. So I, like, like that's how my mind – like where is all this conversation being had if, if Coach Johnson is the one that's supposed to be trying to figure out on his own which plays to call? And I wonder, th- that communication, is it specific? Like is he saying like the play call he wants run on third and seven – or there was this old NFL films thing I watched once. It was a Bill Parcells thing, Hugh. Mm-hmm. And I remember he just he kept into his you know coaching mic. Obviously, he's talking to his offense coordinator. He just kept saying, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That was his message to his coordinator. He wasn't calling the play. But he but, knew what he wanted in that situation. But he wanted, let's run the ball. I wonder, when he says that, is he is he getting in Brian Johnson here and say, let's throw it, let's run it? Or is he saying... Well, you know, like the full play. Like, I want this play next. Because then he's calling the play. Well, if that's the case, then more than likely he just tell them to throw the ball. Because they throw the ball a lot. <laughs> it's probably true. They, they throw the ball a lot. Yeah. It, it, it kind of makes you wonder <laughs> what 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 plays are being – like, What how is that being parceled out? Is that one of those ones where it's like, oh, okay, run this play, or it's just give me a run play? Because to your point, Coach Parcells, it's like as the Florida game goes. Like, I, I've been – especially Tennessee's – Back in my day, 30 years, 30 something odd years ago, when we played football, tendencies played heavily into the game plan. Like we've talked about, it's funny because for weeks, even though I know and we all know that this is a passing league, but we've played at least three or four teams that have been deficient against the run. And we've barely cracked 100 yards against those teams. And it just blows my mind how knowing that, having that bit of information, and we talk about information a lot on this show, and we talk about a, a information a lot when it comes to this football team. Knowing that, why is it that when, when we play those teams and are in those game situations, that we, we are barely cracking over 100 yards? That blows my mind. Especially, like you've had Ike on this show talk about playing against teams that, hey, they're, they're suspect against the run. So I expect every week we say, hey, well, I expect the Eagles to run the ball. Mm-hmm. More this week because oh they give up the, this team gives up the ghost they don't run the ball they don't they don't protect the run that well we still throwing the ball we had some success early on last week against the Giants running the football barely cracked the hundreds like was a hundred a hundred and four something like that yeah it wasn't good enough yeah but it, it's that's the point that I'm making we never we never play to a team's weakness. Well, how about this? I'm glad you said that. Monday night against the Bucks. We know last time they played the Bucks, they ran for 200. I believe it was 200, including the last nine minutes of the game where they just ran the clock out. Yes. And the Bucks finished the season, Hugh, 25th in the NFL against the run. Is Monday night a run-the-ball night? You would think so. Can like, we hear, I would, I would can we hear run, the run-the-ball chant? I, I want to run the ball on Monday night. I would run the ball until I got leg cramps, until my running backs got tired of me giving them the football, and I'd look at them and say, okay, put Penny in. 
He ain't ran the ball all year. <laughs> maybe, maybe you talk about. We ain't gonna ask him to block. We ain't gonna ask him to pass. Don't do tech. that. Don't do that. You just go. You just run the football, dog. Run, just run the, the friggin' ball. ball. Just run the ball, right. dog. Run just the ball. Run, the ball dog. run that ball. All right. Before we uh, go back to the phones and we will get another clue for Hugh's clues, we do have a piece of news to pass along. According to Adam Schefter, Hugh Brian Johnson interviewing for the Carolina Panthers head coaching position. Congratulations. You think there'd be like a, a, a mat, like a, a red carpet we could roll them out of here? You think people would say, go, yeah, go ahead, Brian. See you, man. I don't think people would be upset to see him go. I would say this, though. If they keep Sirianni and get rid of Brian Johnson, that would be – it would take away continuity from Hertz, Right? You know, we've had those mm-hmm. discussions. He always had all those different coordinators. He had the same guy back-to-back years with Steichen. I, I, I'm not saying I'm in love with Brian Johnson, but the point is if he leaves – and they do change coordinators. That's a new coordinator, right? It's like they got to... Hopefully it's somebody a little bit more innovative. Well, yeah. A little bit more innovative. Yep, we'll find out. I mean, I, I don't think Brian Schatz is getting that job. I mean, who knows? He could blow them away in an interview and, and win them over. It seems like his his head coaching stock has fallen a little bit after what's happened this year. But we'll see. Brian Johnson getting himself a head coaching interview with the Carolina Panthers. Go work for the owner that threw a cup of ice at, at some fans in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's a, that seems like that's a volatile place. <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd advise not taking that job. I mean, and job. then, you know, it, you know, the interesting thing about that and that hire or potential hire is the fact that he doesn't have a quarterback. It'd be interesting to see what he would do with another young Alabama quarterback. Bryce Young. Bryce Young down there. Who, who looked really tiny. I mean, he just looked. Yeah. He looked small. And I, I – I, I'm 160 something pounds. Like I'm, I'm a very, I'm not a big person. And when I say a quarterback looks small, it, I'm, I mean it. Like Bryce Young looks small on the field. Anyway, we'll find out about John Brian Johnson. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Back to the phones, Anthony in South Philly. Hey, Anthony. Hi, Joe. How are you? What's up, Anthony? Hi, you. How are you doing? Uh, Joe, yesterday I told you that um, people are going to start defending this coach. Because Lori's already decided to keep Sirianni. Uh, and I'm not defending Hurts because he hasn't played well this season. But a player's performance is limited to the tools a coach gives him. For two years, this coaching staff can install blitz beaters. That's one of the reasons we lost this last year's Super Bowl, if you remember. Yep. In third and 31, they sent a seven-man blitz, and the free runner chased him out of the pocket. He had to throw the ball away. It was a, Anthony, before you go on, the Eagles have the second most throwaways in the NFL this year. I think Bryce Young, you know, a rookie with a bad team, is the only quarterback to have more throwaways. That's crazy to me. Well, listen, I agree with you, Joe. Uh, listen, I'm not telling you I'm Bill Belichick, but I've watched some game films that we've had. And when teams, when teams blitz us, our wide receivers, and this is a tell because you can't blame this on the quarterback, our wide receivers are running 10, 15 yards downfield, because that's their their philosophy to push the ball, just like Seth Joyner just told you. And they're running downfield with their backs to the quarterback. What's he supposed to do, bounce the ball off the back of their heads? Our coach's answer to blitzes is bubble screens. Okay, now last last week you saw a bubble screen interception. Okay? (laughs) And that's one of their solutions. The other solution is taking shots downfield because they're looking for explosive plays. That's another philosophy they have. Okay? Look, Joe. This is all coaching. We run no pre-snap motion. We're the lowest in the league. That's coaching. And for the caller yesterday who thinks people just throw stats out there, let me tell them why you run pre-snap motion. Tell it's them. for two reasons. Confusion on the, on the 
defensive side of the ball, and we had two walk-in touchdowns in last year's Super Bowl because of motion, and it tells the quarterback if they're playing man or zone. Okay, that's number one. We still can't coach how to run a, a rub route. That's two years of that. We're the lowest team that gets a quarterback on the center. Get em. When we run the ball, we run 53% of the time as an inside run play. Okay? Get em. I don't understand what people don't understand about this. It's it, well, Anthony, it's excuse-making. People want to make excuses for what's gone on. So they, they, right. they, they want to say things that do matter, don't matter. But there's a reason those things matter. Anthony, give us a guess for Hughes Clues, a prequel, and it's the, uh, this movie was the fourth in this series. What are we talking about here? Uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Ooh, it's a good guess. That's not a bad guess. Yeah, it's a good one. Anthony, it's not That's it. actually a fantastic guess. It's, one, it's probably the best guess so far. Hugh, I think the people need another clue here. So this movie is the prequel. Yes. It's the fourth movie in this series slash franchise. What's our third clue today? The third clue for this one is it's a musical. It is a musical. I'm not a fan of musicals. I'm not. Really? But when I, I think I, song and dance, I think Hugh Douglas. Nah, but, but I, but I, because I got, I got kind of finagled when I got, you know, when I went, I was like, oh my gosh, didn't know this was a musical. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's, it's all right. Oh, you got it's bamboozled cool. into it. Well, a I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't get the information. Okay. I get all the information that I needed before I went. It's like pre-snap motion. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do the pre-snap. I didn't do the pre-snap. I was just like, hey, you want to go to the movies? Sure, why not? Wait a minute, this is a musical. Damn it. I like musicals. No, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Kyle, where did it come down to musicals? Out on musicals. Out? Yeah. I'm this good. one is good, though, Kyle. Trust me. I, I know I've given you some movie suggestions over the last couple days well, the- <laughs> that you look at me and you, you wonder what's wrong with me. Yeah. But did it not did it not make you think? And, and, and when you saw certain things in these movies that I told you about, did you not look at it like, what the hell am I looking at? Well, and then it drew you further in. We don't want to get into what I saw <laughs> in the one movie that you recommended to me. Hey, what are you guys watching? Yeah, no, I tried to get you to watch it too, but you never respond. Dude. It was, what was it called? Salt, salt, bar- salt, bar- salt brush. Red light, salt burn. Salt burn. Yeah. Just like, like, and, but I said, listen, and I told people on the Twitter, I said it's different. So different is a, a, a good movie, mild way to put it, but it's different. You think this is getting me to watch this? Yes, because when you watch it, it's like I've been watching some really, really good movies lately, and it makes you like the thing that it makes me wonder is how bad did you need this check that you did this movie? Well, that, yeah, so that was what I was thinking. Like after I watched it, I'm like, why did anyone feel the need to make this movie? No, but it, but it also makes you think the level of acting that I'm watching. <laughs> Because it was so, it was so unnecessarily over the top. <laughs> so wait a second. Why did they make this movie unnecessarily no, over the top? No, no, because no, no, I'm no, but te- you're not getting me to watch the movie. No, this you, is the you worst review I've ever heard. No, you should watch it because you're like the level of acting that this actor, this young actor, displayed. It's like, dog. I will say, like another movie that had those things, like I would have just turned it off. Like the fact that it. I, my jaw dropped so much. At, like, what the hell am I watching? No. Yet I continue to watch the entire thing. That's your end. So this is how, the, 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 maybe it's our age gap, Kyle. <laughs> this is how I've changed over the years. When, when I was younger, I would watch any movie I start to completion just because I want to see how it ends. Yeah. I, I look at the clock now. I'm like, I only got so many years left in life. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can't. Like, some I movies, can't waste an there, hour on There's some crap. movies I look I'm at out. like that, but some movies are intriguing. Like, I get intrigued because I'm like, dog. You really, you really signed, like you read the script and you, you was cool yeah. 
with this script. Like, you were cool with this. Like, because you... This added to your range as an actor. Bubble screen against a blitz. Yes. You were cool with you, this. You were cool with this Money bubble talks, screen. Man. Kenny Gainwell cool on third and 20. That's it. You were it. cool with a bubble screen that had Devontae Smith blocking with somebody. That That's how I look at it. But Saltburn, Joe, you said check it out, man. Saltburn's a good movie. Right, but I that- think we need a whole new segment <laughs> moving forward. Whose idea was this? It's yeah. about anything with our teams or, or, or movies, just anything <laughs> yeah, in life. Like Saltburn, like, whose idea was yeah, this? Who, what made you do that? Like seriously, like that bubble screen with 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 slim slim skinny Batman blocking, who who thought that was a good play? Now I need to act, like seriously though, did Coach Sirianni call that play, or did Brian or Johnson? Coach Johnson call that play? Now did he say screen, or did he or, say that particular dumb screen, or did he say you know what? They'll never see skinny Batman coming. Never see Let him, him block. block. <laughs> Let him block. No one will know what's coming. Our two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's grab a call. And then we'll give you a midweek take here on something that's been just driving me crazy for a OG Wade is up. What's up, OG? What's up, fellas? How we doing? What's going on? What's up, man? OG? Big dog. Hey, listen, man. I'm sitting here. First of all, Hugh, you turned me out with that Tennessee whiskey song. That is now. Oh, that, yeah, you're talking about. Song, yeah, man. yeah. That's a, that's a nice song, man. That's a nice man, song. He's a good artist. The bomb. Yeah, hey, listen, uh, yeah. Chris Stapleton. Um, yeah. Couldn't remember yeah. his name. I'm a little, I'm, I'm perturbed here because. Perturbed, okay. I, perturbed. Yeah, I, I hear people call up talking about Jalen had a, has having a bad year and this and that. I haven't seen a quarterback that has 2,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard running back as a bad season. So it tells me that it's not the quarterback. It tells me that it's your coaching. Because, number one, let's just say this here. If Nick Sirianni gets fired, what are you missing? What are you getting? What are you going to miss? Core values, I think we all teach our kids that every day, right? Um, getting better every day, each and every day. Yeah, I teach my son that also. Other than that, core values and, and, and getting better every day, what are you going to miss about Nick Sirianni if he's not here next year? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing because speeches. guess what? There's, he does not bring anything to your – he's not innovative. He's not creative. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing there. So when you're talking about and, – and, and I'm and I'm sad that people have been giving Jeff Stoutland a, a pass because I don't know how in the hell – if you look at all the games we played this year, only three games that we played this year that I felt our offensive line won the battle. That was the Rams, Minnesota, and, uh, and, and, and uh, the, the Buccaneers. Other than that, we got beat up front in every last one of them damn games and still managed to win most of those games. So we need to stop looking. Everybody, oh, Jalen can't read a blitz. It don't matter if you can read the damn blitz or not. If you can't block it up, it doesn't matter. And that's what these defensive coaches know. When Trey uh, uh, um, Thomas came on the show on Saturday, December the 16th, he said that the Eagles O-line is cutting off to the defense what they're doing if they're running or blocking. He showed us or told us basically what Lane Johnson is doing, what Jordan Mailata is doing, what each last one of them guys are doing. And guess what? We we, we went one and five since then. Yeah, there was also a way, there, OG, there was a, uh, a video Dan Orlovsky put out last night on, on ESPN, and he, he posted it where he pointed out something similar to where – Last year, you know, 
those plays were so deceptive to the linebackers because they couldn't tell off the snap. Is it a run or a pass? And then Jalen, you know, he would keep it or not. But on Sunday against the Giants, they were telling right away what kind of blocking scheme it was. So the linebackers weren't biting, and then it just made the whole thing harder. So I, I think they haven't played as – the offensive line hasn't been as great this year. I agree with you. Kelsey hasn't been as great. I don't think Lane has been as great. They just, they've been good, not great for the whole season. Yeah, he, he pointed out that Lane Johnson is getting ball rushed. You know what I'm saying? So it really – all the only thing that's happening there is that he's getting pushed and pushed into jailing. And, and, and I'd say that whenever – it don't matter. You could take the name off of the back of the jersey of the quarterback. If a quarterback does not feel comfortable in the pocket, guess what? He's not staying there. And any quarterback that would stay there would be a dumbass to do that because the only thing can happen with that is you're going to end up getting hurt. Well, especially so, especially a, a mobile quarterback in a way we appreciate it. I mean, Jalen will, will default to trying to run when he's in trouble. That's that's, that's the player. His MO. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, method, that's who he's been his whole career. And the, the one difference, though, with that this year, yeah, I, I do agree with Wade. The offensive line hasn't been quite as good. Maybe for whatever reason they're not picking up the blitzes, right? So the pressure's getting him quick. He can't move as well. Two nah. years ago, he did this all the time, but he ran more. I, w- I was at the Chargers game two years ago. He he got pressure. He ran around the right side. He ran for like 15 yards, got flipped over first down on a huge drive. When was the last time he did that? He he takes the corner. They cut him off, and he just throws the ball out of bounds because he's, they're screwed at that point. Th- that's part of this whole thing. 2 one 592 94 94. I got to get something off my chest here. Can we what do you a, got? a midweek take here? Let's, let's hit it. It's midday, midweek, mid show with Joe Gillio. Mid, 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 mid. All right. So I don't know if everyone's noticed this. Probably a lot of people listening or maybe are you know, impacted by this. But have you noticed, too, that it seems like more people are on the road these days, just traveling yes, around? Yes. More people are, are moving around, especially in the city. So what I my theory, and I've seen some stories about this with companies are you know all over the place in the country. It seems like more companies are making their employees come back to work a little bit more, like no. the the former uh, you know work from home crowd. Yes. And I got to tell you, normally like why would I care? Because we come in here every day anyway. But I I it affects us. It's putting more traffic on the road. Yes, it's it making is. things more trafficy and just congested. Harder to move around. So here's my take. Like this doesn't apply to us because we we cut we've come in every day always. I've always come in here, even during times when no one else was coming in. It's just the way we did things here. If you used to allow your employees to work from home, let them stay at home. Yeah, yeah, you should, you should. Can I can I piggyback off of your your uh, irritation right yeah, now? Go for it. Because I, I've been noticing something lately, and 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 it started to bother me. You people that ride those bikes, and that's right, I said you people. Y'all need to stop riding in the middle of the street. And then turn around and look at me like I'm doing something wrong because I do respect pedestrians. I, I do. But when you turn around like you got an attitude with me because I drive a truck and you're dri- riding a bike, that's not the great way to make friends. Because I'm going to get like, and, and listen, I'm trying to grow as a person. But when you turn around and give me the attitude, I'm going to give you exactly what you're looking for. And I apologize to anybody who catches me on one of those days because, dog, you're riding in the street acting like you got blinkers and I know where you're going. I'm sorry to take over do this, they but do- they, they bother me with the, They don't even do that, Joe. No hand signals? No, listen, I'm riding down the street. You know they got the bike lane right. Drive a big-ass truck. I have my, my vantage point is a little bit different than a car. So you need to know that. So say if, if, if you're on my right and I'm turning to my right, you see my blinker mm. because I always turn my blinker on. That is a signal for you because I can't. you got to know that I might not be able to see you. And if you're riding that bike lane, don't keep going. And then get mad at me if you get cut off. 
because more than likely I didn't see you. You know what the reality is? A lot of these bicyclers that you're talking about, there. You, they probably used to be able to work from home, and now they had to go back. And to work. you know what? Y'all need y'all need y'all need to calm y'all ass down with all that attitude, though, man. Like seriously, it's like like I'm not I'm not the one to be yelling and screaming at a biker when I I didn't even see you coming. I, I respect everybody, pedestrians. When you walk in front of me, I respect you, but don't be acting like you got attitude, man, because that ain't cool. Because normally, I, like, my windows are tinted. Especially at night, I might not see you. So just give me grace, dog. I don't need all that attitude. Well, Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to speak for the people <laughs> that used to have be able to work from home. I I'm I prefer if you stay home. I agree. Just stay home. I, I also agree with you. I think bikers should decide who they want to be on the road. Do you want to be treated like a vehicle? Or do you want to have the liberties you, of being a pedestrian like, if, on a bike? If you're Pick treated one. like a vehicle... Wear that hat, that's that, exa- that safety and reflectors, hat and reflectors, yes. and get you some blinkers. Yeah, and if you're going to do that, then you don't like take liberties. Like, oh, stop sign, f that. Here and, I go, and, I'm on and, a bike, and, and don't run the light. Don't they, run it because right. if you run the light and you get ran over, that's on you. You want to be a car? I'm going to treat you like yes. a car. And, and and don't get mad when you get ran over. Like that's on you. That's your fault. So Back the object the of this today is stay home. Don't go to work anymore. Tell your boss that I said don't. <laughs> this is going to fly and, in Philadelphia. And if you are going to have to go to work, you better follow the, the rules you laid out on no, the road. <laughs> listen, this is, I probably made this way worse to me because one thing I've noticed since I've talked about like personal stuff that I've been dealing with, like say, for instance, when I talked about the, the guys where I'm staying at parking, yeah. I get my, they give me my truck later and later every day. Well, you know, a powerful <laughs> emotion is spite, Hugh. <laughs> spite is, is powerful. You call someone out, they might do it for I spite. I mean, but you know, it's okay because I'm going to live my truth, Joe. I'm not going to bite my tongue. That's why I'm on this radio waves, and that's why I got a microphone. And, and Hugh Douglas just yet. keeps they ain't working. Turn, they, they ain't nobody said that to me yet. Not yet. I don't care. You can bring my truck down late. Now, it's starting to oh, affect no. me, me getting to work on time. <laughs> but I'm not, still ain't tipping. You ain't going to make me tip. I ain't tipping. Yeah, he's going to be really late tipping. tomorrow. Really God, late. I'm not tipping. I'll be here probably tomorrow at 9.30. Yeah, 10, it might be 10.30. All right, 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And Elliot joins us after the break. His thoughts on everything from Dallas Goddard. Does Hurts deserve more blame? Elliot with us next to your calls. Plus, we got to give away this prize, $50 gift card to Wendy's. Hughes Clues, all on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.